Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there. Our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in seminary. That would be weird. Home of Nathan Pickering. The rodeo man. Yes. I need, well, I, need, I need me a cowboy hat like he has. Cowboy hat and cross earrings. I mean, you going to mess with him? No. You going to tell him otherwise? Likes his, likes his boots. Like, likes that's the, a country boy right there. That, 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 and when we talk about country strong, that's what you're talking about. Jeff Absolutely. Simmons has a lot of that, too. Yes. Yes, indeed. Like there's there's lifting they weight can wrestle strong, a steer. and then there's I can wrestle a steer to the ground strong. Exactly, and that's what Jeff Simmons and and Pickering both have. We know what else folks, you know what else people like country strong. Folk can survive. They can, and people like their coffee strong too. And if you oh. do, you can always go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and get it shipped right to your door every morning. You can be enjoying the same great coffee we enjoy in Startville and Tupelo with the trip to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. The holidays are upon us. Mississippi State fans in your life need some new gear. Get it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Huff Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Whatever you're looking for, maroon and white, they've got it at College Corner. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant. You know, normally there's a lot of negative connotation around the word flagship in this state because of, well, we all know why. Let's take it back when we're talking about restaurant, Tyler. Great place for, for lunch, great country food, southern food, the kind that you like. And then for dinner, it turns into a five-star affair. Fantastic food, the kind of that you can really, really impress. They have one of my favorite appetizers. And I'm not talking about the crawfish dip, which is also one of my favorite appetizers. But I don't know who thought up barbecue okra, but it's good. It is indeed. I've never had a vegetable taste more like meat than the barbecue okra at Restaurant Tyler. Next time you're there, if you've never tried it, get it on my personal recommendation. I promise you will be pleasantly surprised. Next time you're at Restaurant Tyler, enjoy a great meal every time at Starkville's Best Restaurant. Firehouse Subs is a great place to go every day for lunch. Pick up the Firehouse Subs app, order your sandwich online, and then whenever you're looking for uh, reward points, boom, there they right there they right there are. I almost I almost got it. I almost did. It. I almost did it, guys. I was so close. Order your sandwich. Get your reward points. Location: Starkville and Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Flowood, and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. Okay, now we all know what you're thinking. It's okay. It's going to be okay. We're all going to get through these next few weeks together. But on today, everybody, today's... calm down. Just calm down. 
Stop freaking out. <laughs> we got some portal stuff to talk about today. Some good, some bad. Mostly bad. Mostly bad. For now. For now. The, the most important thing to remember is this. It's that the, the portal giveth and taketh away. All right? State's going to lose some guys to the portal. They may lose some key guys to the portal. But they're going to get guys. All right? They have never not gotten guys. Every year that there's been a transfer portal, guys have come into Starkville, guys who have made contributions. Jalen Green, Randy Charlton, Georgiopoulos, Biscardi, Jackie Matthews, Jackie Matthews, Makai Polk. Makai Polk. I mean, the, the list goes on. Say what you want about Scott Lashley. Stephen Lasoya. Say what you want about Scott Lashley. He started twelve games. Say what you want. Stephen Lasoya. Stephen Lasoya has been line. a good, a, a guy that you know, basically pushed Dollar Bill out. Yeah, as a starter. So I mean, that, that's most of their portal guys so far have have hit in some form or fashion. Exactly. So let's talk about it. Let's start with the running backs. As it sits today, and look, we're recording. This is one forty-two p.m. on thir- on Wednesday, so things are fluid. They could change at any time, but I, we are not expecting uh, Dylan Johnson back in Starkville next season. But we are expecting Jaquavius Marks back. That is that is the official position of Thunder and Lightning. As of this moment, we reserve the right to change our minds. Yes, things change, just so we know. But yes, that's the direction that things are are going. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I think maybe last week, I forget, I was expecting Mississippi State could possibly lose one of those two running backs. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be to the NFL, testing the NFL waters, mm-hmm. uh, but I did not expect both of those guys to return. I was expecting one of them to go, and that's kind of where it stands right now. And a lot of that has to do with um, how the running backs are used, I think. But I think the biggest factor is I think Dylan Johnson wants to be the guy. He wants to he doesn't want to share the reps. And quite frankly, I've been kind of surprised that Mississippi State's been able to hold on to both of those players for three years. And there's gonna be some people out there that, that say, Oh, we didn't want him anyway or whatever. Don't don't do that. Right. These guys both of those guys deserve your utmost respect. I mean, it's that, not it's not wrong to say that you can replace Dylan Johnson's production. Right. At the same time, you would say Dylan Johnson has been a very good player and a warrior for Mississippi State. And I can't blame one of those two guys for leaving. This this day and age, he's trying to build his, his NFL future. Quite frankly, he's having to share reps with two two running backs for the most part. Definitely has to share carries with Jaquavius Marks. And this offense doesn't exactly feature a running back in a traditional role, and he's trying to find that. So it says nothing to me about Dylan Johnson's love or hate for Mississippi State. I feel like that guy has given every ounce of effort that he could possibly give to Mississippi State at this point, and Jaquavius Marks even more so in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I can't be upset at one of those two guys wanting to leave, and I don't think that they have a, a real big gripe either, and I don't think it's a money thing. Uh, at all, I think Mississippi State would be willing to give them a a, a good package of uh, NIL money, and I don't think that Dylan Johnson is out here trying to, um, you know, get a bunch of money from schools or anything like that. I just think that he wants to find a better opportunity for himself. Can't really fault him for that. Uh, wish him well. If and you know, we think he, that will be 
confirmed at some point. He goes somewhere else. But now for Mississippi State, it moves to you got to replace that because that is a bruising running back that has helped your, your rushing game gain a little traction. Jaquavius Marks has been really good too, but I think you need another guy in there uh, that can really help you move the ball down the field uh, at running back. So moving into the portal now, because that wasn't an option, I don't think, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, getting a transfer portal running back, it just didn't make a lot of sense. If you had Dylan Johnson and Jaquavius Marks coming back and Simeon Price, you're adding Seth Davis into the mix. You just picked up a commitment from Jeffrey Pittman out of junior college. Jeffrey Pittman was essentially your transfer running back. But now, losing one of those two backs, you need to go out there and get somebody. So the options are there for Mississippi State. Cavazia Smoke from uh, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Vanderbilt running back, what's his name? Ray Davis? Ray... D- I forget his name. I don't remember. Yet. He's an option. Pretty He's, sure wasn't. Oh, it's was Ray Jackson. He was the uh, Ray the, Jackson. No, he was the tailback at, e, at ESU in the program. Oh yes. So that's uh, why they brought in Darnell Jefferson. That, there you go. Yeah. Uh, he's an option. There's there's a rumor that Nebraska running back AJ Allen's going to enter the portal, and that is that guy right there is the perfect example of recruiting in the new era. Yes. Of state built the relationship with him. He ends up picking Nebraska, but if he goes into the portal. Well, I already have a pretty good relationship with Mike Leach and those guys down there. This is that's why, why you stay on, kids. And that's why Mississippi State's continuing to recruit Dante Dowdle. If Dante Dowdle goes to Oregon, when he, if and when he gets in the portal, you're sitting there waiting, saying, "Hey, remember we recruited you really hard there at the end. We got yeah. a spot for you." So th- that's how you have to treat this stuff. You're not just recruiting a guy for this cycle. You might have to come back around to that guy when he hits the portal. And I think a, a lot of coaches are, are learning that, that you have to continue to recruit a player. You have to leave on good terms. You can't trash a player whenever he chooses somebody else. And A.J. Allen was a guy that was teetering back and forth with Mississippi State, mm-hmm. even up into the, the last you know second. Yeah. State, ten, uh, TCU, and Nebraska, Nebraska, I think. So that's an option there. You just have to – you know – we're going to talk about players that are that are heading out the door for Mississippi State. This is not an issue for Mississippi State if they're losing players like this. Mm-hmm. If they can get comparable talent, mm-hmm. if you get a guy that's as talented mm-hmm. or even better than the one you're losing, it's a non-issue. Mm-hmm. It becomes an issue if you're if you're starting to tread water and you're not replacing anybody right so um that that's that's when it becomes a problem so mississippi state's got an opportunity here to get some good talent out of the portal mm-hmm. they've just got a hit right so those are two running backs then you have your receivers now i talked to a, a source earlier today that told me that there had been some smoke around rufus harvey he tweeted out some, like uh, some emojis the other that's been all been put to bed rufus harvey back in starkville for another season no issues there the one that we're watching is Xavion Thomas. And this looks like a very old-school kind of problem, a homesickness issue, which I really have trouble wrapping my head around in this day and age. It feels like you're closer to home than ever before. You can talk to you know, you can FaceTime with your parents every night if you want to. But this also sort of feels like it has a little hint of Teddy Knox happening here, of him being told, oh, yeah, yeah, we got a spot for you at LSU. But the people at LSU were like, are you sure about that? Yep. And he may not end up there after all. Is that what you're hearing? That's what uh, some some folks are saying. So, 
he's going to hit the portal and not have a he may not have he may not he may not have a spot at LSU at this moment. I can see that. And well, I mean, think about LSU, right? Kayshawn Bootsy just said he's coming back. Yeah, you already have Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas back as well. You've recruited a couple of four and five star receivers. What is Xavion Thomas to you? Unless unless he's just going to be your return guy. Which is, but you're LSU. Why would you go through the trouble of of coming up with an NIL package and all this for a guy? You can literally find a, a, a punt return guy anywhere. Well, they might not need to put a put together a big NIL pa- package. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's true too. The LSU stigma, the, the lure of LSU to Louisiana kids, is it's real. just unreal, man. Yeah. It's just a. I mean, this is a this is a school that didn't even re- recruit this kid. Yeah, his offers were from Mississippi State, Louisville, uh, Southern Miss, Tulane. Mississippi State and Louisville were the only two programs inside the Power Five that recruited this kid. So. LSU didn't want you. A year later, that's where you're you're begging to go. That just shows you how powerful that brand is and that school is to kids inside that state. Mm-hmm. Um, Malik Neighbors kind of the same way. They just kind of you know flirted with him for a while. He was like their like backup plan, backup to the backup. And they call him at the last second. Hey, we do have an offer for you, and he jumps on it. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those things. Like you, you're always going to have to be. You know, looking behind you for LSU, whether it be for a high school kid. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Let me let me take this. Super talk. Oh, this is this is outstanding radio. This is a radio station. Yeah, you're on the air right now. All righty then. Have a great day. Well, that was exciting radio. He wasn't actually on the air right now. Who who was that? It was someone from the National Home Buyers Association. Wanted to know if I would like to sell my home for cash. Oh God! You imagine selling your home for cash. You imagine coming home and telling your wife, "Honey, I just put a hundred thousand dollars into our bank account." How did you do that? I sold our home. <laughs> Without even telling Who does us. that over the phone? God. Well, he there, just, unfortunately, there are people who will. He'll take care of you. Just give him your social security number. And my bank account and bank number. bank account number. He'll no get problem. He'll get it taken care of. No problem. Continue on. Um, We're talking about Xavier uh, Thomas? Yeah, I guess. So but He's another one, though, that you feel pretty confident. This, this, is what it, this is what it boils down to. And this is what people are going to have to start getting their heads around is that you got to stop getting attached to players in the college level. Yep. All right? You just have to. Now, if you get a guy who's been here for four years and his senior year you want to get attached to him, that's fine. He's probably good. You want to get attached at this point to Jet Johnson? Yeah, you're good. You're good. But a freshman, you know, you just have to play wait and see. But don't think for one second that there's not another Xavion Thomas in the transfer portal that Mississippi State can't make a move for and get. It's the same thing about like your Rara Thomas. Like, yeah. yes, he's he was probably State's he's most a explosive good player. football player. I wish he was staying in Starkville, Absolutely. but he was a three-star recruit out of high school. If he was as good him. if he was as good as everybody's making him out to be, then he would have been a five-star in high school and you wouldn't be replacing I mean you wouldn't have a, a replacement for that. Right. And I'm not saying that that Ra-Ra is not worth it for some of these big schools cuz I right. think he is an NFL guy. I think he's going to do big things. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying there's another receiver out there that can give you that kind of production. 
if you can get the job done. And there's tons of receivers in the portal out there that Mississippi State can get. But you got to get guys like that. They got to find a guy like Ra Ra that can take a top off the defense. Yeah. They can win one on one matchups. Right. That's they it, have an official not, visit set up with a guy they think can do that. Yes. Ali Jennings from uh, from Old Dominion, and, the, and they're they going to have to fight if, people for him. They're going to have to fight for him, but if they get him, then you just replace Ra Ra Thomas. Yes, it was that simple. A- uh, Ali Jennings, if you get him, there is there is a there is I guess no movement, uh, maybe even a, a a gain. I don't know. Um, you would rather have Ra Ra and Ali Jennings, if we're being honest. But the the whole point is you got to find a guy that's going to give you similar production. Um, and if you do that, then you're in good shape. If you get a guy like Xavion Thomas, who next year may or may not be starting for you, mm-hmm. I, I don't what know. What had a chance to be a starter with Duck? You lost Ra Ra and Ducking. You lost both your starting outside receivers. He and Justin Robinson probably could have been the outsides with Tulu. Who I, I really do believe they're going to move inside Tulu and Rufus at the at the slot with with Jaden Wally in there as well. And that's a good group, but you know we'll see what happens. I think State's going to be fine at receiver if they just plug these holes. I think they'll be really good still. Yeah. But uh, and so far, I mean that that seems to be. I mean, it looks like you're going to lose Ra Ra, Xavion, and Dylan. Mm-hmm. So the focus now is replacing those three with impact players, mm-hmm. not just you know developmental. If you guys. replace them with AJ Allen. Ollie Jennings, and I mean, I don't know who the next receiver is, but just a quality receiver, you're fine. Yeah. It's like nothing happened. But you can't, I don't think they could go out and, I think Justin Robinson's really good. I think uh, Jordan Mosley's really good at wide receiver, the two guys they got last year. I think they're very talented. But I don't think that you need to go that route this year of the unproven. Right. This is a year where you need to get, some, well, I mean, and as, as proven as you can get. And, you know, and the guys the that I'm Mississippi State fan has not heard of Allie Jennings. The guys that I'm really focused on is the guys like that. Mm-hmm. Allie Jennings, mm-hmm. the group of five. Uh, mm-hmm. The guy, even from, the, I, the guy from Kent State, would be a good one. But I think he's probably going to go to Colorado. Yeah, with his with coach. Deion. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's um, I mean, focus on those guys. Focus on the guys that were all. I said the same thing about baseball. Focus on the guys that were like all American, in the in the you know. An FCS. FCS or yeah. something. Agreed. Focus on those guys that have been playing football, that have had the production, not the not the former four stars that can't get on the field at another power five. I don't think those guys really help this team. Right. I think you gotta find the, the players that are going to fit the system that are already being productive, that have played a lot of football. So that's that's really to me I'm I'm not one of those that is going to freak out right away when this stuff happens. I want to see what Mississippi State does with it. And that's kind of, to me, the most important thing. They, You know, a couple years ago, they were looking for an impact receiver to to come help them, and they got a guy that hadn't produced just a ton in Makai Polk, and he broke every record in single season Mississippi State's ever had. Mm-hmm. So it, the the opportunity is there for the Bulldogs to have a solid recruiting pool out of the portal, mm-hmm. they're just going to have to close. Getting already go, going ahead and getting Jennings on a visit is big. Yeah, that apparently they hit him fast and hard, mm-hmm. and they've already got a visit lined up for him, and that I think that's big. Yeah. Uh, now you, when you get him in, you got to try to seal it up. Yeah, you need to try you don't to get it going anywhere else. Uh-uh. That that happened to State a couple times last year. They got a guy in and they felt good, but they went somewhere else. And, yeah. And 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 it got away from them. Um, 
on the more traditional recruiting front, let's talk a little bit about Isaac Smith. We all know who he is at this point. We know that he's the top uncommitted player in the state, and he's state's number one target. I visited MSU last week on the official visit. I think we, we, we both agree that Mississippi State literally can't do anything more recruiting this kid than they've done. He will be at LSU this weekend for an official visit. Uh, he confirmed that to Steve Wiltfong, who, by the way, Steve Wiltfong will join us on today's, as you're listening, uh, to, uh, Sports Talk Mississippi to talk about the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game and what he's hearing down there and what he's seen some, from some of Mississippi's players. Um, this is the guy, right? If, if State doesn't get this guy, this recruiting class is going to be wonky. It's not going to look good at all. No, it's not. He, he's, he's not as good a player as Jeffrey Simmons, but he is as important as Jeffrey Simmons was to that 2016 class. Just for perception. Just to get and, him in the class, yeah. And also, I mean, he's a guy that, that really can impact your class mm-hmm. uh, in a major way. Because I think he can get on the field fairly early. And that's the big selling point for Mississippi State. You can get on the field and probably start in year one. He's good enough to do it, and there's the opportunities in front of him to do it with Mississippi State's depth chart. So... I you know there's going to be a lot of people mad if he doesn't pick Mississippi State, but I I just don't know what else they can do. I really don't. I mean, he was at every single home game this year. Yeah. So and, he, and he's been on campus a lot. They've they've been to his games. They've been in home with him. They have a great relationship with him. I I just don't know what else they can do. If he chooses LSU, then he just chooses LSU. I mean, I, I don't know what people can be upset about from a Mississippi State standpoint because there's just not much else they could do with this. For me, with Smith, and the point that somebody made, I think it may have been Paul that made this point, that he would be the most important recruit in this class by a long, long margin. Whereas if he signs with LSU, he's like their third four-star safety. And they'll just continue to recruit over him anyway. And it always makes me wonder why recruits don't see that. But you know, you just get caught up. I, you get in it, caught man. up in things, and you want to. You know, you go to LSU and you see Tiger Stadium and you see national championship trophy. I get it. I totally get it. Uh, but this that that's a must-have recruit for Mississippi State. I, I assume we'll know a little sooner than maybe we thought because you have to feel if he comes out of this weekend, he's, he's probably going to be pretty close to a decision at this point. I mean, and now of course signing day is only I believe now as we're recording fourteen days away, two day two weeks from today. Yeah, it would be nice if you know MSU had inside the state of Mississippi had that same loyalty with kids inside the state that, you know, LSU does. Yeah. It just seems like a lot of kids in the state, they want to see bigger things. And I, I mean, I get it. Uh, you've been here all your life. You'd like to get out and, and see the rest of the country, but it just seems like, like MSU especially has a, a uphill climb with these kids, getting them, to uh, to come here, especially you know the top kids in the state. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at that that top ten list. I haven't in a while, but I mean, state is struggling to get the top five mm-hmm. uh, to campus. So yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know what the answer is there. I mean, state's got plenty of guys in the pros. They've had uh, relatively good success over the last decade plus. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what the answer is to that, but it's definitely kind of an issue getting those in-state kids to to stay in-state and especially go to Mississippi State. When you look at next year's top five, just off the top of your head, I mean, I think State's in a good spot with with Stonka Burnside, who's number three. 
Uh, they're in a good spot with Noreal White, who's number five. The other three guys, Jeffrey Rush, they haven't even offered him yet, which is crazy. The defensive lineman, you think that would be one of your things. Daniel Hill, they've got him listed as a linebacker. I don't know what position he's going to play at the next level. I think State's recruiting him right now, but I don't know what kind of spot they're in with him. And then the number one guy is the five-star defensive lineman out of Lake Cormorant, Camarion Franklin, who I feel like State's going to be in it for, but it feels like that's another N'Kobe Dean. He's going to end up at George, Alabama, or LSU kind of kid. Yeah, and I think Daniel Hill probably the same way. Probably the same way. With Franklin, I mean – all I would be is like, look, hey, we want you to come to campus this weekend. Hey, go in this room right here. And in some for some reason in that room, there's uh, Jeffrey Simmons, Chris Jones, Fletcher Cox, and Montez Sweat. They just want to have a word with you real quick. Yeah. It's a heck of a selling point. But, I mean, it's like – But own... Alabama can sell it too, and so can LSU and, and yeah. all that. So I don't know, man. I'll it's be honest like... with you. I don't know from a salary standpoint that anybody can sell defensive linemen. Like, the state's got $200 million defensive linemen right now. Jeffrey Simmons doesn't even have his He hasn't had his big contract. contract. And Sweat's going to get a decent contract, too. He's, He's got gonna... Chris Jones and, and Fletcher, and Fletcher Co- Cox. Both on both million deals. Monsters. And Jeffrey Simmons is going to be – I mean, he might have a new record. Yeah, he might He might get $150 million guaranteed, something like that. Like, he, he might be the, the highest-paid defensive player. Yeah. Tackle like it's very possible, and then like I said, I think Sweat has like eight or nine sacks this year. I think he's going to end up with a a seventy sixty seven million dollar deal. I mean, yeah, it should be an easy sell, but we'll see how how it goes for Mississippi State. Let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef it's what's for dinner this weekend. If you're looking to cook out, nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. A couple of big steaks, or oh, I don't know. You know, let's let's combine a couple of reeds here, maybe. Because <laughs> we're going to talk about beef. Robbie and I just enjoyed some fantastic beef over at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. We ended up going there today, and they had a prime rib sandwich on on the on the menu today. Was was quite good. It was it was delicious. Yes, I didn't even know that existed there, but yeah, no, we we're just sitting there, and well, it started because one of we were with uh, Logan and Joel, uh, host of a. Of a, of a very obscure and niche podcast. I don't know if you've heard of it. We won't bring it up here. Uh, I think I think they get like a few hundred listeners. It, good for them. I appreciate them pursuing their passion. Uh, <laughs> but Logan wanted to get the smoked brisket sandwich. Like they were like, and they said we're out of brisket, but we have a smoked prime rib sandwich today. And Robbie and I, you could literally see our ears perk up, just like just like like little rabbits when they when they know they're near a carrot. Just when I heard that, I just immediately said, "I'll take." Oh uh, yeah, I was like, "That's where we're gonna go," and it was great. It was fantastic. So two things: enjoy beef and enjoy two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the Cotton District. I never combined an ad read before, but it worked. I think. Great products, great service. It's something that every business likes to promise it to you. Advantage Business Systems can deliver it to you, and they have for 47 years. So when you need technology at your business, you call Advantage Business Systems. And then when you might need service on those products, guess what? You call the same guy who sold you the product. You don't talk to somebody overseas. You don't talk to somebody out of state. Talk to somebody here in the state of Mississippi that you've been doing business with. That's the difference between being a neighbor and being a number. That number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. This holiday season, get Dad something cool to wear, and cool is not a logo the size of a small baby's head. That's not cool. What is cool is the collegiate collection at The Rogue. Great name brands, quality products, and, of course, the name brand of The Rogue, which is one of the South's 
top clothing stores and has been for many, many years. When you are looking for something for Dad this season and when you're looking for the logos that Dad wants, you got to shop at The Rogue. TheRogue.com, The Rogue and Jackson. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at The Rogue. You called it on, uh, I think, on Monday's show, Mississippi State uh, in the uh, the bracketology from Joe Lenardi, a six seed, Robbie. The numbers that are that are surrounding Mississippi State basketball right now, kind of blowing my mind every time I see them. You know, seeing them number five in the net, number twenty three in the AP poll, and now as a six seed in, in bracketology. You and I both said before the start of the season, look, if this is a team that just sort of stays in bubble contention the whole year, be doing pretty well. I mean, there is a project a projected six seed. That is incredible. It really is incredible how good Chris Chance has been through the first eight games of his career. Yeah, he's making an impression. I mean, every every college basketball analyst at this point, I haven't polled them all, but the ones I've, everyone that's popped up on my Twitter feed, mm-hmm. really believes that this team is is legit. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, with all the issues that there seem to be on the offensive end. I say this every time we talk about them. You play defense like that, you're going to win games. And the the fact of the matter is they just need to make it out of this non-conference schedule um, with one loss at the least, I think, and then just be pretty good in conference play, and you're in really good shape. But, we, I, I mean, when was the last time that they were firmly in the NCAA tournament in non-conference play? I mean, it's it's been a while. It, the, the, the last time the, they went to the NCAA tournament, tournament. The tournament because they remember that year. Howland knew he had a good team. He scheduled tough. Yeah, and they won enough games. They they that's why they were. But that's the key, right? If you win, if you schedule schedule tough and win those games, you're you're done. You're good. State Be- is in this position because it beat Marquette and Utah. Yeah, and that, that Fort Myers thing was the best thing that could happen. Could have possibly happened to him. And that that's. Yeah, that's how it's going to have to be. Yeah. So, because right the, now, the net just blew up whenever Marquette right. and Marquette Utah won. beat Baylor and Utah beat Arizona, Arizona. and now that's that's set Mississippi State in a good place. Yeah. And 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 now, like we said on Monday's show, if they can just you know they win their next three or, or yeah the next four non conference games, or even if they only win three out of four, and they're twelve and one going into conference play. You have one more non-conference game in January with the Big 12 Challenge, which, by the way, I don't think we talked. Yeah, I don't think we talked about. It. I, I really like the idea of changing that to the ACC. I like yeah. the, the, some fresh teams and some some new stuff. I, I like mean, I would love. I mean, can you imagine like North Carolina coming to that's, Star Wars? That's or something? something that's kind of unlikely, but if it does happen, it'll be awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, we'll see. Remember when North Carolina came here for the NIT? Yeah. I mean, that was of of the surreal moments of MSU athletics. Seeing Roy Williams lead North Carolina onto the fo- the floor at the hump was up there. I was like, I cannot believe I'm watching North. Didn't Carolina. they win the national championship the year before? I don't know if it was the year before, or the year after. It it was sandwiched between Something, probably, yeah. but, but still, I mean that was and but, that team was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they just, but I like I like that that tournament better than the Big Twelve. But regardless, let's say they beat TCU, right? So that, that's thirteen wins. You just gotta find like eight wins in conference play. Yeah. I mean, and the the top of the, there's there are some good teams in the conference. We went over it yesterday. There's what five teams in the top sixteen. So I mean, maybe you don't get all those, but can you beat Ole Miss twice and beat Vanderbilt and beat South Carolina? South don't Carolina, lose to the bad teams. South Carolina looks terrible this year. They play South Carolina twice. They always play them twice. I have to assume they're doing it again. 
I mean, that can you beat should Missouri? be two you know, wins. Yeah, they're I mean, awful. You have a great. Th- this team has a real chance, a real chance to be an NCAA tournament team in year one, which I never, never, never would have guessed. I, I feel like I, I go on about them at times. I gush about them, but they're just so much better than I thought they would be. Yeah, especially. I mean, we were talking about this roster in the off season and the expectations, and we really thought the women's team was much more firmly in the tournament than this team just because we didn't know mm-hmm. what this team had. But just the the fact that they're already at this point, I think, just speaks to how good a coach Chris Jans is. Yeah. Because, this, I mean, this roster was just thrown together. I mean, he, he had to just really get was. guys out of the portal, and he, and he missed on a few. So he just kind of just pieced it together with guys that fit. And while they have their deficiencies on the offensive end of the floor, there is – no doubt that this crew is playing up to standard on defense. And it's like everybody they bring in is is giving you something on the defensive end. So if they can find a semblance of offense, this could be a really good team this year. And it's just year one. You have um, you know, years to build on this out of the, either the portal or in recruiting for Chris Jans. And now he's starting to put a product on the floor that sells. So the next stage is getting an exciting atmosphere and winning some big games in conference play mm-hmm. on prime time and you know where people can actually see what's going on at Mississippi State. And I, I do have to say, I got a text or a tweet from somebody yesterday. I didn't realize this, that the, uh, the, the spring schedule is set up the, the first day of classes until the 17th. So that Ole Miss game, the students still are not back in town. But... It's Ole Miss. It'll be it'll be a big crowd. It's still gonna be a big crowd. So. I th- I still think that the Bama crowd will be solid. I'm, I'm very. You got me intrigued because I didn't think you'd say that. It's just the you know at that point it's a big SEC game. I think people are excited about this team. They just haven't made the move on these non conference games. Mm-hmm. I think they'll show up for that one. And I don't. I mean. I don't know how the student tickets work. Is that just general admission or like? I think you have to scan an ID, don't you? I don't know. I mean, used to it was. I think yeah. they actually have tickets. Yeah. But if you can fill those seats with just general admission, then uh, you can get you, a you, big you'll crowd. You'll get a big in. crowd. You'll get there's a lot of. I mean, there's some people that I've seen on our message board that are coming down from Tennessee, Alabama, all over to see that game. Yeah. So, I mean, I've. I think it should be their easily their best crowd in a couple of years. Yeah, we'll see. All right, uh, tomorrow's show probably some more tra- uh, portal talk. If we're being honest, we might have some some resolution on these guys one way or the other. Uh, maybe some recruiting talk. There are some official visitors coming in this weekend. Uh, plus, we'll talk a little bit more about Mississippi State versus Minnesota. Let's give that a little bit of preview, not a three P's kind of thing, but we'll definitely want to look at it from a, a little closer perspective. Have a great Thursday, guys. Robbie, I'll be back with you on Friday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.